fun and a little bit sassy A little bit crazy, a little bit classy We got dreams and we got goals We're just a couple of old sassholes Hello! Hello! Hi! Hi, we're back! We are, and we're so happy to be back. We missed each other and we missed you. Ugh. You ain't lying, sister. I guess we should say, oh, I'm Heather Terry. Oh, we did and she just said her name. Wow, I wasn't ready. <laughs> anyway, everyone, this is a couple of sassholes podcast. I'm Brooklyn Maple. And again, I'm Heather Terry. <laughs> In case you guys didn't know. And this is our podcast about true crime and weird shit and just kind of fucked up things that are going on. Yeah. But all lighthearted. Well, death and murders are not lighthearted, but usually our other topics of discussion are indeed lighthearted. Yes. Just like in life, we make the best of bad situations. As everyone should. Mm -hmm. If y'all got some lemons, it's summertime, bitches. Get you a nice cup that you got from Amazon with a glass straw. Put the nice little ice cubes in there. A little (laughs) sugar. I'm not stopping, Heather. No. Lemons. Some water. Where's the vodka? What are you talking about? Lemonade. Lemonade. Blanca. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, so Heather just got back from vacation. Yay, I sure did. Um, it was a lot of fun. I'm we glad. Panama City Beach. We drove down. I made it in the car without having a panic attack. But we saw some interesting stuff. Our GPS took us a really weird way. Um, she says without having a panic attack because her husband, Mr. William, drives in a fun format. <laughs> that's that's a really positive spin. Yeah. That's all I got is positivity. <laughs> yeah. Well, we went through Alabama and we saw a sign and it said, I saw a sign. <laughs> <And> it opened. <laughs> Y'all, that's like the eighth song she sang and it is 9 a.m. I don't so. know, man. I got to listen to that when I get in the souv. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, we should do that. But it said hot dogs, chainsaws, and wine. Like they advertise that outside of a gas center. Okay, okay. <laughs> let me unpack. So it was a gas, a gas, gas center, station. a gas station. Mm-hmm. Okay, that me and Heather only call gas centers mm-hmm. for whatever reason we can't remember. Center of gas. Yes. Yeah, sorry, my foot got stuck. <laughs> you saw that my foot literally got stuck, and my ankle was about to break. Looks and like I somebody was pulling chair from under <laughs> underneath the table. <laughs> Fuck. Um, that's weird. Yeah, we didn't stop because when we passed it, we were going laughing too hard and going too fast. But we really wanted to. It looks like they filmed that awful Winnie the Pooh. Which is now available on Amazon Prime, guys. Yeah, you guys go watch that. I just saw that yesterday. But yeah, Um, it looks like that's where they filmed the gas station scene there. mm, Question. Yes. Were there a lot of trees around? Like lots of trees. Were you in just a cornucopia of We were going through like the country. That's what I was wondering why chainsaws. I was like, they must have a chainsaw need. It's like being in Colorado and the the gas center sells snow shovels. This is my only logic for fucking chainsaws. But I just love and that not that a was murder gas station that they didn't just say chips or beer. It Maybe. was like wine, hot dogs and chainsaws. My assumption is that there are small, small back country roads and people are like, fuck, a tree fell over it. And they're like, gosh, I wish there was a gas center nearby. But <laughs> I wish I had a Nathan's Frank, and some Boone's Farm, and then I need to cut down that pan. Like what? Perfection. <laughs> that was beautiful. Either way, it was fun, relaxing. Good. Yeah. Um, I will not be the Debbie Downer here, but I did lose my grandmother last week, yeah. which made everything really hard because Heather was on vacation. <laughs> 
I did offer to cancel. I, I know that's Heather. That's Heather. My yeah. meemaw passed away the day before her vacation, and it was it has Lesty Pauline Maple. She was amazing, mm. absolutely a sweet baby angel. So it's been a pretty shitty week at yeah. the Maple Manor, but I'm happy that Heather's back, and that's what matters. Let's talk about things that are coming up. So, firstly, the Derby. I have a question. Okay. For me or our listeners? Um, everyone. <laughs> everyone should then think about this. Do you care about the Derby? And did you come out the womb caring about the Derby because you're from Kentucky? Let, let me know. I am from Southern Indiana also. So yes. I didn't really pay attention to it at all until I moved down here. And then I used to work at a bar for a million years. So we had a, that was the best money making day of the whole year. We could pay three months rent in one day. So Ooh, nice. Yeah. I like to bet on it. I know nothing about it. I just go by names. I never, obviously I lived in Florida and I too was a, a Southern Indiana girl. So I didn't really care. And then I moved mm. back here. But whenever I went, moved back here, the company I was working for, we had boxes at the oh. Derby. Yeah. Did and you so, go? Yeah. Well, I went to Keeneland, uh, the the thing, uh, the Oaks. I went to the Oaks every year for like five years. <gasps> wow! And then I would leave right before the Derby, and I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But was it worth the money? I think it cost us like six thousand dollars a person. Shoo! Yeah. So no I don't all the rich, famous people go. Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily worth it. But if if like I just had a surplus of the money, I would definitely go. Like you and I watched it. We were out of town. We were at. It was you and me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we were St. Right. Louis. We went to see Angela Johnson. Yes. And we watched it from a bar and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, this derby. This derby. Is going to be Heather and Brooklyn's Heather Terry. <laughs> In case you guys didn't know. Yeah. And uh, Brooklyn Maple. <laughs> we are going to do a promotional photo shoot for the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cool i'm so excited i am too i can't wait to see the pictures yes so we're not going to blow our load and show you everything nope right off the top we are going to dangle that carrot if you will yes we're going to dangle it like it was a 500 dollars carrot because that's pretty much how a fucking carrot cost us <laughs> so we're going to dangle it you're going to be a horse getting little nom noms that's right i also forgot to put this on the list but do you know what today is like today today like today, today the 29th of april april 29th is it it is our anniversary, officially the day that we released our very first episode. Very first episode. We'll share a photo on the social media today because there's a picture of our celebratory drunk fest dinner. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh-huh. We did shots. That was a very expensive experience. Yeah, we sure did. And then you looked at <laughs> you looked at Will the night and you go, can she spend the night? <laughs> you did spend the night. I did spend Oh, my God. What a life. What a life. Yeah. And what it's like to be in your mid-30s with no kids and best friends. <laughs> right. I know. It's a good date. It's the first day that Will and I went on a date 11 years ago. That's cute. And then wow, the first day of our podcast. Years. 11 years ago. I have a photo. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Cute. Yeah. I hey. like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Any user. I try so hard. No. Okay. That's wonderful. Happy anniversary. Yes. I'm so happy that we're doing the photo shoot. One year and one week later. Yeah, like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't either. And mm-hmm. this is going to be kind of a spooky, I don't know. It's going to be a little spooky-ish. Yeah. There's going to be some like moody vibes. That's what I'm going to say. That's a the good lighting is going to be pretty moody. Just like our. our just like us. Yep. <laughs> our mood rings are indeed moody. <laughs> I'm very excited. My dress and my shoes were supposed to arrive last night. They did not. So my asshole's puckered until I see an Amazon box on the front of my <laughs> doorstep. Fun times. So yeah. speaking of assholes, let's <laughs> talk about vaginas. <laughs> I've got to talk to you guys about something that I can't oh, 
I can't get past. I'm struggling with it. I am about one day away from having to journal about it because I am so over seeing vagina photos. It, you need to elaborate I'm on gonna that. I'm going to elaborate. <laughs> it sounds very awkward. You're like seeing vagina photos. It's called, what is it? Vagis, vagis, vagifacials? Vag, vagisil? V- that's vag- it sounds like vagisil, but yeah. it's a vagina facial. Yeah, put those two words together. Yeah. How do you say it? I I don't know. Vag facial. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. And so essentially it's a facial for your vagina. Oh my God. And (laughs) in all of these fucking. So Bush Bomb is like an ad that because I was intrigued to understand about razor burn. I have been assaulted with vaginas. Hairy vaginas, big vaginas, small vaginas, smooth vaginas porcupine ones everywhere (laughs) i'm not stopping because i'm so assaulted by it yeah and so okay it will just show a hairy vagine with the two fingers in front of it in front of the taco yeah out of the taco i don't know (laughs) and And it's like out of nowhere when you're just scrolling yes and then you just get attacked no and it's like look at this hairy Vagine, and then it's like now look at this smooth vagine, and now look at this. This, <laughs> this looks ten years younger. Like what's the? I don't. <laughs> this dewy vagine, and I, I know I can't cope. And then I went to another page, and it was like a vagine with a facial like a facial experience once more, but it looked more like the consistency of maybe like the the icing you put on a strudel, oh. like. A blue strudel. Why you got an, I, think, a blue strudel. I just want you guys to know because I have to paint a picture. My job here is to paint a picture for our oh, listeners, it's and I am painting the fucking picture. And then those two little fingers on top of the fucking taco. Just two. Just two fucking fingers. Like that two fingers yeah. stops me from knowing what the rest. You're showing me dick pics. You're showing me yeah. vagina pics without my consent. Yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm. But I'm, like no. a mother can't breastfeed. Her pictures get reported. Yes. But then here comes a vag with. Just a one-two salute in front of it and then like a Smurf splooge all over the top of it. And it's like, look how pretty. I'm like, I don't stop it. But I didn't click on Bush Bomb, whatever that is. Yeah. So I didn't get assaulted by that. Oh, I, I assaulted you. I go look at all these vaginas because I'm so frustrated by it. That's a sentence in our friendship that I unfortunately had to hear. It is. Look at all these vaginas. I go look at this hairy vagina out she, of nowhere. <laughs> she, I go, this shit's bothering me. And she did. It's Yeah. It's like if you smell something bad and you have to say, here, smell this. Like a dirty gym bag. I but just you're don't like, know. No, look at this. Here's what it's equal to. Okay. You showing me an entire penis and then putting two fingers <laughs> on the end of the gun. I wouldn't. <laughs> Am I right? That's a gun I actually know about. Yeah, very well. <laughs> that's what it would be. Like, that's yeah. literally what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. You're showing me a shaft. But and it's, I can't. I'm frustrated by it, world. She's ladies, a, because if you're listening to this and your phone is near you, all I'm going to see now, because my phone is sitting right here, is more vaginas. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Heather just looks so devastated. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Thanks. Enjoy. Enjoy we, all the. Can we just go back to talking about shit every episode? I know. Do? I just, I don't know. It's something that I needed to share with everyone else. Well, you're welcome. God. What 
what's Bush Bomb? Now I want to know what that Bush is. Bush Bomb is, Not, I mean, it's a great company. Like, the reason I looked into it is because I was actually, like, intrigued. But essentially, like... Uh, they also do it for like underarms if you have if your skin is dark like that cape I think it's called like KP or something but essentially like kind of like skin issues between mm-hmm. like your bikini line your underarms and it's a whole bunch of different products scrubs and oils oh. and vagifacials that you can do to help like nurture your skin after you shave oh. and see that was a beautiful description of the company mm-hmm. I didn't need to see the two fingers for the it. two finger taco <laughs> two, fucking a man so. After talking about inappropriate shit, should we get into our stories today? I feel like we should. Okay. Um, I'm really excited about this topic just because uh, we'd gotten our Google on for one of the other uh, episodes that we had. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we found a whole bunch of celebrities who had murders in their families. Yeah, a bunch that I didn't even know. Yeah, it's like mind-blowing how many. Like, we are definitely going to unpack this more. Like, this is a topic that we are going to rinse and repeat, <laughs> if you will. Okay, I'm down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I wish the listeners out there could tell us who do you want to go first. I know. Well, they said me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, let's just decide on the air who wants to go first. And apparently Heather was like, it is I. <laughs> and so she has chosen. He has risen. Her faith. <laughs> her faith. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, this I didn't even know that he was murdered. But Mar- this is a murder of Marvin Gaye. I did not. Did you know that? Why are you looking at me? I just was not expecting whatsoever that out of all of the ones that we mm-hmm. saw, Heather Terry goes to Marvin Gaye. was not expecting it, and I had no idea that he was murdered. I didn't either. That's why I wanted to do it, because well, I, I didn't know. You surprise and delight me every day, little lady. <laughs> why do you sound like an old ranch guy? I just got I hired know. to help with the horses. I don't know, because <laughs> Travis calls me little lady, and it just makes me think, little lady. Fun facts. Okay. The sources, I know you're going to be shocked. I used Wikipedia, history.com. And since I just got back from vacation and did this last minute because, you know, I'm me, an episode of the podcast called 10 Minute Murder from March of 2022. So, like I said, first of all, I had no idea that he was murdered at all. And I didn't know much about him besides the songs. Like, name some of the songs. Oh, my God. I hate that you did that. I don't know any. Your eyes just got so big. I should have, like, Googled. I mean, while I'm sitting here. Tell me. So, let's get it on. Oh. Yeah. I I bet that was so loud, guys. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sexual healing. Yeah. He was kinky bear. He was like the R. Kelly, but didn't like little girls. And piss on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Marvin Pence Gay Jr. was born in Washington, D.C. on April 2nd, 1939, and he was the son of a preacher man, which I did not like. <laughs> it just made me think of Reba. Reba? I don't know, a song. And he was a son of a preacher man. <laughs> Is that her song? I don't know. I just assumed Reba. <laughs> I fucking know. I don't know, guys. At this time, his name was Marvin Pence Gay Jr., but he had an E. So put a pin in that, and I'll tell you why later he dropped it. His dad, Reverend Marvin Gay Sr., preached at an, an evangelical. Evangelical? Uh, yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Church in D.C. And all I could find about his mother, Alberta, was that she was a domestic worker. So I really don't know what that means. Once more, it was the female. No one cared. Yeah. They're like, and then his wife. Always. <laughs> like, Fuckers. And back in 1939, they're like, well, just stay in the house and make me a pack. 
Yeah, they didn't even want to mention her. Yeah. And you're lucky your name's in here. <laughs> the birth certificate to, after she gave birth. Yeah, I had to dig for it. Okay, I'm not going to be a feminist today. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he had two sisters and two brothers, and he wasn't exactly born into a life of luxury, to say the least. He and his dad, and I'm not going to say his name because his dad's a piece of shit, but he put Marvin Jr. in the choir at a young age, and he was blowing people away with his vocal range, like right off the bat, because his voice is, you know, we've heard Special. it. Yeah, it's really great. He joined a few doo-wop groups after he dropped out of high school and for a short period of time, but they didn't work out. Harvey Fuqua was one of the founders of one of these groups. So he took Marvin to Detroit when he was only 20 and he got signed with a record company that ended up becoming Motown Records. Wow. Yeah. Back when Detroit was a location. Kind of a big to do. He initially was hired there as a drummer for like the bigger names. So the Supremes and Stevie freaking Wonder, like, you know, no big deal. Yeah. And he's just 20. And without a, even a high school diploma. And then in 1962, Marvin released the song Stubborn Kind of Fellow, which made the top 40. And then that allowed him to become more famous, release more music, and then get some big name duet gigs. I like it. This was the birth of the songs with Tammy Terrell, like Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And it could build yes. if I could build my whole world around you. Are you you want to sing it so bad. Yes, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the tunes in my head. (laughs) But this got them deemed as the royal couple of R&B. But sadly, in 1970, Tammy passed away from a brain tumor, which made Marvin spiral, threaten to leave the music business, and then even have suicidal thoughts. Sorry, were they together? No. Were they they, doing the sex? I mean, I I don't think so. Or or they were just really close. I don't mean... Really close. They were doing it. (laughs) My assumption. I don't know shit about fuck. I'm not their, like grandchildren that they were probably having sex <laughs> i mean we'll just assume they could okay. be platonic or whatever you noise you just made <laughs> they were having sex oh my god in january of 1971 the song what's going on was released and which was inspired by the turmoil of the vietnam war that was happening at the time this song blew up and was extremely powerful with lyrics that american society at the time could relate to so this song has been used even to today with some Black Lives Matter protests, calls for peace in the Middle East and worldwide for other stances against overbearing governments. Man, he's a good looking guy. What are you Googling him? Yeah, I don't think I looked him up. You know, I just. Yeah, he's cute. He's a very beautiful soul. I mean, it would be. They were definitely having that. You got to think about this. So like if an ugly guy released a song like called Sexual Healing and Let's Get It On, everybody would be so grossed out. <laughs> I mean, really? Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. Like if some ugly guy was like, let's get it on. And then you're like, I never thought Seal was good looking. Well, his was Kiss from a Rose, not like, let's go do it. I mean. Right? Valid. Trey songs, (laughs) yes. Just, just. Isn't he the one that did that uh, music video where he's just shirtless, just singing to the camera? You know who I'm talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about because I love that video. (laughs) I'm sure you did. (laughs) And you do. I don't remember it. Yeah. Anyway. D'Angelo. I feel like it's, that was his name. No. Our coworker? Or? Not our coworker. <laughs> I'll Google. C- carry on. Okay. So this whole album was apparently inspiring and had powerful lyrics along with a totally different sound from the Motown sound that everybody was used to. It was said that Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder were even inspired by his songs and followed suit. So they started branching out like him, too. You were totally right. It is D'Angelo. And it was uh, the song. How does it feel? I mean, yeah. Way to go. I remember. God, she's so good. If he was ugly, I would not have remembered that. I don't even remember what his face looks like. I just remember he had a 16-pack. Yeah, I didn't remember his face either. But 
Ain't that usually the case? I mean, his career skyrocketed in the 1970s was all about him touring, producing, and basically crushing it with Motown Records. However, in 1982, he signed a deal with Columbia Records and released his what would be the last album called Midnight Love. Mm-hmm. And this was the album that Sexual Healing was on. He got two Grammys from that song and an American Music Award. But despite all this, his mental struggles with depression and years of substance abuse were getting the best of him at the time. It was said that his sexual healing tour in 1983 was, quote, chaotic, which even back then a bad tour could end you like it could now. It would probably take a little longer because there wasn't social media. But have you ever been to a bad concert? I know your concerts aren't your thing, but, like, have you ever seen someone sing live and you're like, ooh, like Fergie at the National Anthem? The last concert you and I went to together. I can't say, I'm not going to say who it was because everyone likes them here. And so I'm yeah. not going to say anything. But it just felt like old dads and bedazzled jeans coming <laughs> at me hard and fast. Yeah. I, yeah. Trying to be sexy and so not fucking sexy. Yeah. Gosh, that was one of the worst concerts I have. We had a good time. And it time, was the opener. But, it was the opener. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so. Marvin Gaye also had financial struggles, so all this shitstorm caused him to move back in with his parents, who now lived in L.A. They lived in a house that he bought him. There was a lot of differing info that I found and read. Like, one of them said his mom had cancer, and that's why he went back, but a lot of them said that it's because he had, you know, he was not mentally stable, to say the least, and then substance abuse and money issues because of his substance abuse. But this blows my mind because you don't think that something like that with such a big name that we still know over 50 years later, like had to move back in with his parents. You know what I mean? I mean, it happens. I mean, if you don't have anyone. Yeah, it happens. But like, you just don't think like him. So Marvin and his dad had a terrible relationship, which I'm not surprised because he was like severely abusive and an alcoholic. So praise be because he was a reverend. I was like, why did he go back to him? Yeah, I know. He, but he was close with his mom, too. So uh, he had a terrible temper, temper and took it out on his children. So his Marvin Jr.'s sister said their childhood was, quote, filled with brutal whippings. And then Marvin said that by the time he was 12, there wasn't an inch on his body that hadn't been beaten. And he took the brunt of Marvin Sr.'s angry asshole shit. Ugh. And remember how I said he changed his name? He added the E afterwards to create separation from his dad because he hated him so much. I wonder why. Yeah. Plus, kids are assholes and they're like, oh, okay. Like, there was rumors that his dad, like, he used to have to defend his dad. Everybody said his dad was gay. Just his last name was gay. Yeah. People are so dumb. So dumb. Gosh, I wish I could act like times have gotten better, but they're just worse. Yeah. So when Marvin Jr. went home, he was getting into extremely violent brawls with his dad. And keep in mind, he was addicted to drugs. So he was really into cocaine at this time. He had mental health struggles. So that didn't help things calm down at all. That's not a good combination at all. Drug issues and mental illness is not a good combination? No. Just wanted to make sure. PSA. PSA. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know. I thought it was a good one. Good to know it's not. Yes. So even Marvin's mom said, my husband never wanted Marvin and he never liked him. This is a quote, too. He used to say he didn't think he was really his child. I told him that was nonsense and he knew Marvin was his. But for some reason, he didn't love Marvin. And what's worse, he didn't want me to love Marvin either, which is so sad. That's unreal. I know. Fuck his dad. Right. On April 1st, 1984, the two got into a fight so bad, Marvin Jr. kicked his dad's ass. And I've seen... Um, We've got to get a shirt that says, fuck Marvin Gaye's dad. Right? <laughs> That's an, the new shirt that we have to get. <laughs> we'll put it in our merch store. Yes. <laughs> 
He only stopped hitting him, though, when his his mom came and got in the middle because he was real close to his mom. And his mom was like, please stop. So then she she went to Marvin's bedroom with him, like took him away and tried to calm him down. His dad grabbed a pistol that Marvin had given him as a present the Christmas before and went into his room. Without saying a word, he shot Marvin in the chest. And when he fell to the floor, he calmly walked up to him and shot him twice point blank range right in front of his mom. He was rushed to the hospital, but unfortunately was pronounced dead on arrival. And this was also one day before his 45th birthday. So he's only 44. That is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. His dad, his dad is fucking infuriating. He told the cops at, that he only knew hours later that his son was dead after they told him. Like he, he's so yeah, right. You executed him. You knew you stupid. Exactly. Son yeah. Yeah. We're definitely getting a shirt that says fuck Marvin Gaye's dad. Oh yeah. Then he tried to tell the cops, well, he thought it only had a BB pellets and no bullets. Right. Okay. First of all, you went right. and shot him at point blank range after he fell down. You're not going to fall down from BB pellets. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just assuming. No, you really wouldn't. Not uh, a, not a 44 not year, like a, year old man. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. And guess what he tried to claim at trial? <sighs> Self-defense. He said he became, quote, something like a beast person whenever he was high on cocaine. That's what his dad said. There's a little conflicting evidence, though, because his dad said that he was beaten up so badly he was scared for his life. And the cops said that he didn't really look that roughed up. So, like, Hmm. they got into it. But, like, it's nobody really knows how soon his mom broke him up or whatever. I see. So I don't know what to believe. But I believe his dad's a piece of shit. And I just keep saying his dad because he fucking sucks, like we said. He pled no contest to the charges and was charged with voluntary manslaughter and got a suspended six-year sentence with five years of probation. Some people said, from what I read, that it was because he had a brain tumor that they found. So they were like, I don't really know, but that's what somebody said. I think it's bullshit. But On November 20th, 1984, at his sentencing hearing, he made this statement. If I could bring him back, I would. I was afraid of him. I thought I was going to get hurt. I didn't know what was going to happen. That is the dumbest thing. And he even sounds I'm, like a fucking idiot. Yeah. He said, I'm really sorry for everything that happened. I loved him. I wish he would step through this door right now. I'm paying the price now. He said that in court. But later in jail, when they asked him about it, he was just like, I mean, I guess he was all right. I mean, he didn't love him. Yeah. So but he said that in court. I know trying it would be so right. hard to like fake sincerity. Yeah. I mean, with your life on the line. Yeah. I mean, but fuck. Marvin Gaye's funeral was on April 5th, 1984, and it was huge in Glendale, California. And when I say huge, like 10,000 people were there or more. I know. Stevie Wonder performed one of his songs. Smokey Robinson delivered the eulogy, and it was very star-studded. And then he was cremated afterwards. So his dad passed away at age 84. His fucking dad lived to be 84, which pisses me off, in 1998. He went, his mom divorced him and went to live with her daughter. And then he went to a rest home after he got out of jail. So the mom didn't, like the mom, didn't she have to testify against him? Like she divorced him after that, right? After like, he got convicted, she. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. I mean, they didn't, he pled no contest, so they didn't really have to do a lot of stuff. She got interviewed by the cops, but I didn't really dig into the trial too much. So he got six years mm-hmm. and then five years probation? Mm-hmm. Wow. For man's, voluntary manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Not even. For just shooting somebody to shoot him. Three times. His own Mm -hmm. son. Mm -hmm. In Mm -hmm. front of his mother. Yeah. The podcast had a nice quote, the podcast that I listened to. He said, Marvin Gaye is proof that beautiful art can come from the darkest of places. His music inspired thousands of people, most of whom were unaware that he was plagued with demons. And that is the story of Marvin Gaye and how he was murdered by his shithead dad. 
That's some bullshit. I know. There was other stuff. I didn't want to dive too much into his dad's background like I normally do because his dad sucks. He actually lived in Lexington for a little bit and he was born in Kentucky. So boo on that. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Mm hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't know any of that at all. I did know that he was killed by his dad, but I had forgotten completely about it. Like whenever you said all that, I was like, oh, I remember. Mm hmm. Do I'd you, read it at some. I was waiting on you to sing. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, it I'm is. A, I'm very sorry for Marvin Gaye. Fuck his dad. Fuck his dad. Fuck his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for my story? I am because I know nothing about it. I this just know who it is because you told is me. Is ape shit banana pants. So uh, this okay. is about Kelsey Grammer, who I think is just fine, fine. And I'll talk about it. And so we had talked about. Like how this blew us away, like how many people who had actually had murders in their families before they became famous. And honestly, I think there's a little bit of unpacking on psychological pieces here. And what I mean by that is like these people had murders in their families whenever they were younger. And then they they decided to be famous and actors, which a lot of people will say. I don't know who they are, but the they's out there will say that (laughs) actors are narcissists. So I wonder... If the murders that happened in these celebrities' lives prior to them becoming celebrities had something to do with them wanting to be famous because that's of what an, they experienced. I don't know. That's don't an know. interesting it's a, it was take a, on it. Yeah. It was a weird little thought I had. In this particular case, I do not believe so. I used a shit ton of places because there's so many fucked up parts to this that I had to read all the stories in different spots. So Mama Mia, nzherald.co.nz, Smooth Radio, Reddit, People Magazine, and Westwood. What was the first one again? Mama <laughs> no, Mia. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you why, (laughs) why, what I got it from, but I had to keep Googling different parts of it. But anyway, (laughs) so I fell in love with the show Frasier, which some of you guys might remember this, Frasier Crane. And I liked it so much later in life. I didn't like it whenever I was younger because I was poor and sad and they're like super stuck up and posh. And I just love it. Love every inch of it. God, I can't. I love you, but I hate Posh little stuck up assholes. I hate that show. Oh, I love God, it. I hate that show. Um, I think it's perfection. And so he had played Frasier Crane, who was in radio. And I did not even stop to realize that Frasier oh, yeah. was all at a radio station because he was a radio psychologist. And people would call in and ask him for his advice. Oh. And I totally forgot it was a radio station. Huh. I know. that. I was like, whatever. What's also intriguing about the show is that I think I talked about what year, maybe later on, that it had started. He was 38 when Frasier started the show. And a lot of the characters in the show were gay and their characters were extremely not gay, which was really like Hmm. Niles is his brother and he totally came off gay. It's mind blowing that he wasn't like. Come on, dude. But anyway, his real character is gay, but his dad was gay and he played a super intense, like non-gay like character. Huh. But then after I found that out and I started paying more attention, I was like, oh, I do feel the sparkles. I feel the sparkles. <laughs> but I love the show. Something you guys look at it. I hear that there is a reboot and I'll talk about it a little bit later. But I still I don't care. I think Kelsey Grammer is fine. His name's Alan Kelsey Grammer. And his dad's name's Alan as well. It's his mouth and his teeth and his blue eyes. I mean, yeah. You don't think he's hot? I do not. I mean, he's like older now. Well, let me I find a like, younger photo. But I just don't no, know. I don't even know if his, I think he looks hot or older. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the truly sad series of events that happened in his life. Because so this guy has, it's unreal. His life is unreal. 
It shouldn't be shocking that he had multiple wives and he got into drugs and alcohol too. So he first lost his grandfather to, to cancer when he was only 12 years old. Oh, so sad. already super sad. Because there's so much death in this, I didn't go into a lot of anything. So pretty much this is me telling you a story with, if, if you ask me a lot of follow-ups, I'm probably not going to know him because there's too much that happened. Okay. So just one year later, when Grammer was only 13, he found out that his father, who was still living in the Virgin Islands because his parents got divorced and his dad moves with his second wife there and they have four kids. Whoa. And he gets murdered. His dad? His dad. So a taxi driver who was enraged by the assassination of civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. had gone on a crime spree. What? Yeah. He placed a bomb in like different areas and he was starting fires. So he headed to his dad's house. And this is what I heard from Reddit that this man was a super, super aggressive anti-white gentleman who had already targeted his dad because of some of the things that he had published in his magazine there. Um, so I don't know. I've read different things. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. But his dad ends up dying the same day. I Googled when his father died, and his father died the same day that Martin Luther King was assassinated. Whoa. So the assassination happened. This guy lost his mind. Yeah. yeah. And so when testifying, his wife and mother of Kelsey's four half-siblings said that they had to pull his body his name's Frank, but I think his real name's Alan. Alan. Anyway, uh, Frank's body from in front of the car as the man was going to run him over after he killed him. Whoa. Yeah. He's so real pissed. What happened? I want to see where I put this in my crazy order. Essentially what happened. I, apparently I deleted the actual murder. So let me tell you, because luckily I fucking know. <laughs> so his dad was inside the house and this guy, I'll tell you his name later, but this, this angry cab driver Catches his car on fire. His dad's car? Yeah. What? So he's just sitting in his house and his car gets caught it's on like, fire. Oh, my God. The car's second burning. he walks outside to go see what the fuck is happening, he shoots him. Oh, God. Yeah. That's sad. Yes. So sad. It's unbelievable. The guy's name was Arthur Niles. And Niles, bizarrely, is his brother's name in Frasier. Oh. I don't know how he handled that. No. I don't, I don't know I how to be either. Especially because Niles was not a common name. I feel like that could have 100% not been the chosen name. Or if this was just Kelsey being like, I'm above this. Like, who knows? They, I, I can't fucking tell you. As he alluded to it, Arthur Niles was found not, he was actually found not guilty. How? Of the murder due to insanity. Because he had just fucking lost his mind. He spent decades, though, in a psychiatric ward before being released in 94. But then in 2003, so nine years later, <laughs> he was locked up again after threatening to kill a judge who had placed a restraining order on him. So he ended up going back to jail. So his psychiatric care didn't take. Right. Okay. And so the weird part, like the not the weird part, but this was like just the beginning of it. Now, keeping mm -hmm. in mind, it was in a different location. So he, he was in the Virgin Islands like. He wasn't there. It's still a horrible, horrible act. But like he ends up saying Kelsey Grammer told E's celebrity profile in 2001. This is the quote. I'm just going to read the quote. I just want to mention he says that the guy had, that there was a fire around his house. But everything I read said it was his vehicle was caught on fire. So I don't know. But I'm just going to read the quote as it is. OK. A man who was proven to be at least in court of questionable sanity, I suppose, lit a ring of fire around his house. And as my father came down to investigate what was going on, he shot him and shot him several times. And dad died. Like, that's how he ended up all those years later, like explaining the entire incident. Yeah. 
but just bizarre. I had to dig to find out that there was a reason he was targeted. His dad was targeted because other people were like, it, they didn't know why the fuck they yeah. went to his house and caught his house on fire. But apparently he had posted something was released on in the magazine. And that was his reason behind it, which I'm going to guess there's some racial part in this. But maybe that's why on. people didn't want to talk about it. They, maybe they were just like it was someone died. It was in the Virgin Islands. Yeah, that's all it is. Is I, I just think if that would have happened in New York City, it would have been talked about probably a little bit more. But also true. Seven years after losing his father, for like we mentioned, no reason at all, he suffers even more loss and possibly even a greater pain. This part is is essentially like the first big reason that I had chosen the story. When Grammer was just twenty years old, he was studying theater at Juilliard in New York. Whoa. That's yeah. a big to do. And his younger sister, Karen, she was fresh from high school and she moved to Colorado Springs. She was working at a local Red Lobster and had been in the restaurant waiting for her boyfriend to get off his shift when she was kidnapped by several men who had intended to rob the place. Whoa. They instead kidnapped Karen when they saw her waiting. How everything escalated as aggressively as it did is really, it's unreal and it's unbelievably sad. And over the next few hours, Freddie Lee Glenn and Michael Corbett rape her repeatedly. Oh, God. Yeah. Once more, I had a little bit of conflicting information on where she was actually found or left. On Crime Library, which seemed to have the most information, they state that she staggered and crawled down an alley that was the length of a city block looking for help. But it was late and there was no help. And I I didn't mention before, but I'll get to it. Um, She had been stabbed. Even as she was bleeding to death, she had crawled out of the alley and into a nearby mobile home park. But I also read that she was left in that mobile home park. Yeah. So not sure here. She tried one door with her bloody handprint that was like found on the screen of the door. (sighs) The cops were saying. And then she dragged herself to the manager's office where she finally collapsed outside the door and died. Oh, how sad. Yes. And they said that the image haunted investigators for decades because her bloody handprint was actually two inches below, below like the doorbell. Like oh. they found her blood throughout trying to get help, but it was in the middle of the night oh, as she was bleeding out. That's so they said that her like her devotion and her drive to like live was so strong. Yeah. We're going to talk about the fuckheads who did it. So the Colorado Springs crime spree that led to Michael Corbett's lengthy imprisonment began in June 1975. So he and Freddie Glenn, a teenage civilian working at the base there, fatally shot a Four Seasons hotel cook, Daniel Van Lone, during a robbery that is said to have netted a mere 50 cents. What? They shot a guy for 50 cents. 50 cents. Just over a week later, the pair killed another Fort Carson soldier, Winfred Prophet, and Corbett re- uh, reportedly committed the act using a bayonet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then on July 1st, when they tried to rob that Red Lobster restaurant on South Academy Boulevard, which the heist once more was unsuccessful, but they took their hostage Karen Grammer. The DA's office says that Corbett once more had sexually assaulted her multiple times before they took her. Now, this one says that they took her to a mobile home park where Glenn stabbed her in her throat, back and hand. Oh, and then like just pushed her out the car is what I'm understanding. They mentioned that he was on LSD at the time. Motherfucker. Yeah. So he was also convicted in the three murders that were in 1976 and he was sentenced to death. But when Colorado abolished the capital punishment two years later, and that would have been the gas chamber, by the way. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, I've, I read it was the gas chamber, and I was like, whoa. I'm reading a book about Auschwitz right now, and I'm struggling, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Couldn't do I just can't believe that's even a thing. They ended up changing it and sentencing him to life in prison. Now, the death of Karen Grammer had a huge impact on this guy named John Southers, who was the former Colorado attorney general who was serving as the mayor of Colorado Springs. He wrote that the slaying inspired him to become a prosecutor. Wow. Like her death had made this guy be a prosecutor and end up being like the, the mayor. But it also continued to haunt Kelsey, as you would imagine. Yeah. He said he lives with the tragedy every day of my life. He said during a video testimony that they did in 2014 when Glenn made an unsuccessful bid for parole. His next opportunity to do so was slated in 2021. He is still in jail, though, and he's currently 66 years old. I double-checked because I was like, I need to know that he never got out. But Kelsey Grimmer is always going back and testifying against him to prevent his release. He talks about it throughout his career, how hard it is that every time that fucker goes up for parole, he has to go back and relive the death of his sister. And that's where we, like, I don't think we stop to think about sometimes or to talk about. I think you and I think about it because we're getting so deep into the, the stories of our victims but the victim's family is having to go back and relive it mm-hmm. over and over again. Unbelievable. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. The, the heaviness and the mm-hmm. weight of it and not being able to move on and let go. Mm-hmm. Corbett, who was the other fuckwad, he had his own parole hearing in 2020, but final judgment was rendered to him because he died in jail in 2019. Good. I hope it hurt. I hope it did, too. Can you believe that this story isn't over? No. <laughs> that there is more family death? In Kelsey Grammer's life. Okay. Unbelievable. So five years after his sister's murder, his two half-brothers die in a freak scuba diving accident in St. Thomas. What? Yeah. So during the dive, Billy didn't resurface. So it's it's his two half-brothers, right? Mm -hmm. Billy didn't resurface. And so Stephen, his brother, goes back down to look for him. But he goes back too quickly, like Mm -hmm. underwater, and dies of an air embolism because he ascended improperly because he freaked out because of his brother. Oh, shit. Yeah. Billy's body was never recovered, but Stevens was found on a nearby beach because he had drowned. Now, his mother, this part, it's so interesting when you do research because you're just like, where the fuck does some information come from? And how how are things not confirmed? Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And his mother believes that it was a shark attack. Whoa. But then after I read a whole bunch of other things, it sounds like it was a shark attack. Really? But I just don't know how. So his Billy didn't resurface because he got eaten by a shark. That's... And then Stephen went back to find him. And that's how he died. Whoa. But I just didn't know how like a shark attack happens and no one knows. But I guess if you're scuba diving and that shark grabbed onto a leg and just swam you away, you're. Yeah. Oh, God. I never thought about that before, but that's <sighs> okay. I know terrifying and now we need to never scuba oh wow ever okay done (laughs) yeah because of that i'm honestly not even like i literally right in here i have no idea what to say now yeah there's no after it so that's the tragic tragic story of the five deaths in kelsey Grammer's life he suffered quite a bit from alcohol and drug abuse as one would honestly imagine after this shit like i don't how would you not be how would you you not need some kind of vice or Something, especially back then, well, you know, back a few years ago, because mental health, it wasn't talked about as much until at all, especially for men. Yeah. If there's one thing, I can't be too shocked that like men are violent and that they like 
I'm not saying all men, obviously, like let's woos on what I'm saying, but like the violence of men because they've never been told to feel their emotions. Mm-hmm. And most, whenever women yeah, do, we're we're uh, we're dramatic and we're being too sensitive and blah 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 blah. But mm-hmm. I completely agree. And then he ended up playing a psychologist, so I wonder if that has something to do with it as well. But he seems to be really happy and healthy now. He's married to Kate Walsh, and they have three kids together. And I read that they are going to do a reboot of Frasier on Paramount Plus, and that he is one of the producers of it. Well, I bet you are excited about that. I am. <laughs> but I it, it blows me away, like the police had talked about whenever they... So his sister, Karen, when she had passed away, she didn't have any identification on her. And so the hardest part was finding her and figuring out that... And this was confusing. Is like, I read that Kelsey Grammer is the one who was living in New York, and he placed the missing persons report in Colorado Springs but why didn't her boyfriend, who was inside the restaurant while she was waiting outside? That's what I was getting ready to ask. Like, what happened with him? I didn't hear anything about him. Who knows? I mean, maybe they could have been boyfriend-girlfriend for like two weeks, and he was like, oh, she doesn't like me anymore. So, you know what I mean? Who knows? But then she never came to work for a whole week. Who knows? We didn't have cell phones. There's so yeah. many different factors to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I just, it's it's unbelievable to have one person in your life be murdered, but to have two people in your life be murdered... And then also a freak accident that then killed two more people in your life. Yeah, that's a lot. And how much money did those fuckers think they were going to get at Red Lobster? I don't know. Like, they obviously weren't thinking anything. No. They were just killing people. Fucking Like, they, they were just killing people. And they look like, like, and I, I know, I know that this is a wrong thing for me to say, but because we had just done the, the episode on our sweet baby angel who was improperly convicted, Daryl. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he just looked kind. These men look terrifying. Really? You look them in the eye and you, and because every time you Google Karen Grammer and you see her and she looks like this sweet baby angel wallflower with cute glasses and, and fun hippie hats and shit mm-hmm. next to this, these two terrifying men. Yeah. It's like sometimes when they say that, if you look in their eyes, they're just like dark. Yes. Like darkness. Yes. Yeah. Just like when we look at bitches photos on Facebook and we're like, she has crazy eyes. <laughs> or you can see the white all the way around. Shit. Yes. Some of them you can just tell. I think so. And I think people need to pay more attention to that. Mm-hmm. PSA for the guys out there that are like, does my girlfriend have crazy eyes? If you, th- if you are asking that, honey, honey, <laughs> the answer is just. If you have to ask, just. Just, just. <laughs> well, that was my super sad story about grammar. I, and I didn't know any of this when I was obsessed with him and Frasier. Look at that. I forgot how much you like that show. I think I, put love it, it. I think I put it out of my brain. See, so it, the Frasier is this is the follow up to Cheers. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was on Cheers. Yeah. And then he got his own show. Oh, yes. God. I love Cheers. Ted See, Danson. And I tried. Well, I watched like one season of Cheers because I loved Frasier so much and yeah. me and Travis tried. And it just, we have not, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it on when I get home. I, Woody Harrelson, Ted Danson, Kirstie Alley. Woody does it for me. What? God, we have different tastes in dudes. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But what about Woody and um, Will and Grace? He was the finest there. He's cute. Yeah. He was the finest. He was cute. Oh, okay. Okay, whatever. I mean, nobody listens to our podcast to hear who we think is cute from the 90s. So it is what it is. Well, why are we even doing this then? I know. Fuck it. I quit. 
<laughs> Happy one year. We're over it. <laughs> yeah, we are. We love you. And we're going to once more pre-apologize because our calendars are not permitting some things. So we're going to figure it we're out. We're going to do our absolute. Just know that we're doing our absolute best yeah. because we don't have children and we live a wild, carefree wildlife wonderful life. with apparently no direction or love because we didn't procreate <laughs> we are vacationing all fucking summer long yeah and we are consistently out of town on different journeys and some of them together because we are doing our first couples trip with william and heather and me and travi pads and we are going to go to rough river and we're going to spend a whole weekend together in a cabin being best friends and it's going to be wonderful <laughs> But anyway, we're going to be busy and we're going to do the best we can. And just bear with us. Don't stop listening. Just go re-listen. Yeah. Go pick your fave. Yeah. All Which of oddly, one of them is the necrophilia because episode. Because it's riveting. That Becky, was the one where I was. Riveting. Yeah. Well, you guys go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it. Yeah. You can hear Brooklyn do a reenactment of a necrophilia. Or what it would be like if I banged dead bodies. <laughs> it was so weird to watch. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> when you were reading it. Oh, I wanted to die. It's fine. I know. Nah, anyway. Well, we love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Like, listen, subscribe. Do all the things. Yes. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Theodore, can I put that down?